one thing that really stood out for me from the Pope's trip to Morocco last weekend was that he told Christians there not to proselytize. That is, do not try to convert people to Christianity. Instead, he told them to be yeast. Now, this could be confusing for some, but for me, it makes perfect sense. We don't convert people by trying to convert them. First of all, we don't convert people. God converts people. And in my experience, people are not converted because of ideas. They are converted because of relationship. This is why Christians just have to be good Christians, full of love and joy. If we were true Christians, we would be full of joy and love and, as the song says, they'll know we are Christians by our love. If someone walks into a room with a cookie, some will wonder where she got that cookie. In the same way, if someone walked into a room and they are radiating with joy, as Christians should be, people will ask, I wonder where they got that. That's how we evangelize. That's how we are yeast. We're not called to be the flour, that's the whole bread, but just the yeast. That's a little bit of something that goes in the bread, but makes a huge difference in how the bread turns out. I'm Deacon Pedro, and this is the Salt and Light Hour. Hello and welcome to another all-new Salt and Light Hour. I'm Deacon Pedro. I'm Emily Callen. I am Billy Chan. And we're happy that Billy is here. Yes, yes finally. He's and, back yeah. with us. And Emily making fun of me. <laughs> what am, I'm not making fun of you. <laughs> you were totally making fun of radiating joy. <laughs> well, it's just because, you know, sometimes you have bad days, like maybe today. No, I know, but even if you're having a, <laughs> no, even if you're having a bad day, like I'm not saying joy. you have to be happy all the time. Like you can be at a funeral and feel so, mm. like sad, Yeah, but there's, it, it's underlined by a joy this that Christians should have and it's like That's true. Christians that are not happiness is a choice happiness <laughs> is a choice is but a choice. happy joy is deeper than happiness you're right mm-hmm. yeah you can talk about that for two hours right Absolutely, I can talk about that forever. But this is and a good question, though. Right? No, I know. But you were you're saying, you know, that we should, we would, you know, someone walks into a room and, and they have a cookie and they're happy about the cookie, and you want to know why, you know, what makes them happy? Where did they get the cookie? Because mm-hmm. they want a cookie too. Well, I mean, if y- I understand the this concept that joy means that it, like, joy is deeper than happiness, right? Because yes. You can find happiness in things that are very fleeting, but joy is something that is constant yes. and keeps you right. It's not heavy. You're not heavy or yeah, burdened. Exactly. But if people are supposed to see it, right, so then obviously... People will see it. People will feel it. And we all know people yeah. that are just joyful. We all know people that are joyful. Well, you guys know me. I'm, I'm always <laughs> joyful. Uh-huh. No, well, I guess I just, I worry. I worry about not being joyful about enough. About being a sourpuss. Yes, that's what Sometimes, the Pope called right? you. Yes, once. <laughs> yeah, I know. And if people, you know, like if people don't write to us... Radio at saltandlighttv.org, yeah. then we will be not joyful. <laughs> Is that it? No, we just don't know. We just I mean, don't we know. Just we just assume know. the yeah. people, they're just burning to tell us. Yeah. Anyway, a good conversation. Yeah, why wow. are we not having like a longer guys, conversation? I don't know, because we don't have time. <laughs> I got a show. We got news with Emily Callan. We do. Um, we do have news. Uh, well, I mentioned the apostolic There's exhortation. There's an apostolic exhortation. Post-synodal apostolic. What yes. did I just say? A post synodal exhortation that yes. came out. So yes, I'll talk a little out. bit about that. Um, there's a new legislation that the Pope released Ugh. as well. Okay. But yes. I think of interest to a lot of people. It's not yes. sad news. I think it's just something that people have been okay. expecting. Good. And good. you good. mentioned the Pope's trip to Morocco. So I'm just going to. Very good. So yeah, come all back. those. 
briefly details with Emily in a little bit, about five minutes. And then after that, Sister Marie Paul is going to be back with us. She hasn't been in the show since like before Christmas. Mm. Um, and she's going to be giving us the windows to the soul to a new Netflix production. Why I'm is not it? Say, I'm not going to say the name. Why you have to listen to the. You have <laughs> to listen you, to I think the, you told me about it. I did, but whatever. You have to listen to the segment. That's in about 15 minutes. And then, Billy, you have a. Yeah, I need to confess. Because last week, it Listen. was a little bit <laughs> confused for everyone. Okay. So to, today, we are going to clarify a little bit, and I'm clarify. going to bring you guys a new vocabulary of church. Okay, so Church for Dummies, we're doing vocabulary this this, <laughs> this, this season of Lent. Okay, very good. So have you guys, so you know how parishes have, have marriage prep? And yeah. our parishes have sacramental prep mm-hmm. and maybe, you know, so there's a like confirmation programs that come with videos and books and leaders mm-hmm. guides and all that. You know those programs, yeah, right? Yeah. Have you ever heard of a parish that has a parenting prep program? Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yes. In Chinese, in Chinese parish. Yeah. Because what? there's a lot of tiger mom. You know that, right? You know what? what? Uh, who? You know what? What does it mean by a tiger mom? Yeah, what is we a don't tiger know what that mom? Tiger mom basically means We're they. Not Chinese. Them, no, I, <laughs> basically, the parents are, are really controlling the kids. Oh, like helicopter oh. mom. Yeah, yeah. Okay. In, in that time, yeah, we helicopter call mom. Yes. Tiger mom. Are tigers, we call it tiger are mom. tigers like helicopters? I have no idea. With Maybe tiger is very like uh, protect. Oh. Uh, so then, how does okay, the parents? So that means that the church will have a parenting pro- to teach the mothers not to be tigers. Not to be tigers. <laughs> no, just teaching the parents how to communicate with their kids. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so a lot of uh, programs like that in Chinese parish. Okay, well, there you go, because I've never heard of this in English, but it now <laughs> exists in oh. English. And in fact, it's done by a Canadian. It's a Canadian program. Uh, do you know Patrick Sullivan? I do. Yeah, there you go. So Emily should know that. Everybody knows Patrick Sullivan. Yeah. Patrick Sullivan is a, a very well-known, popular Canadian uh, evangelizer speaker. He has online videos through his ministry, evango.com. Um, and he has a very popular scripture study program. But now he has a program for Catholic parents. It's called Me and My House. Um, and in fact, we've been trying to <laughs> connect with Patrick for several months now. But I'm very happy that Patrick will be on the program with us today in about 25 minutes to tell us about that program, Me and My House. And well, Billy, you'll have to listen in and see if it's uh, like those uh, programs in your Chinese <laughs> parishes. And then at the end of the program, we have, uh, we're have we reconnecting with uh, singer-songwriter Michael James Meddy. I connected with Michael James in Panama, actually. Uh, he's been touring with his four daughters. Aww. Like this little 11-year-old is playing the drums wow. and he's got Adorable. a keyboard player and a bass player. It ba- yeah, and yeah, so it's 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 very good. They're very talented, um, and uh, like he's touring, and like touring, like I mean, like they're doing like seventy shows a year. The whole family. The wow. whole family, of course. Yeah, because then mom and then wow. the other three kids also travel with them. Goodness. So um, they're going to be uh, on the program at the end of the program with Wonderful. us to tell us uh, how that's. I'm hoping that we'll speak to Michael James and maybe even one of the girls. Mm. So that'll be kind of mm. fun. So why don't we start with a song? Here is uh, "You Could Never Forget Me." from Michael James Meddy's album, Between the Lines. You would never leave My soul among the dead You are perfect peace You are holiness When everything is lost And I am so afraid You have shown to me Oh God The end is not the grave You 
is rushing on like waves upon the sand That was Michael James Meddy with You Could Never Forget Me from his album Between the Lines. And we're going to be speaking with Michael James Meddy and hopefully one of his daughters at the end of the program. And in about five minutes, Windows to the Soul with Sister Marie Paul Curley. But first, Emily yes. is still here with our news. You're still laughing at Tiger Moms, right? I am. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> so what's in our news today? Um, I guess the exhortation. The exhortation. And so it is called Christus Vivit. Mm-hmm. But it's Latin, obviously, mm-hmm. um, and I'm probably not saying it properly. No, it but sounds good. Yeah, Christus vivit. Uh, Christ, Christ lives. Um, so it was signed by Pope Francis on March 25th, mm-hmm. uh, but only released on April 2nd. Mm-hmm. And uh, in various languages, people can read it in English or French, whatever they prefer. Spanish as well. Yes. Um, and so it is nine chapters long, 299 paragraphs. So it's quite a long document. I don't think people were expecting it to be that no, long. No, wasn't. No, not at all. But I, I guess this does show that the Pope is really concerned with, you know, with young people around the world. And um, yeah, I, I, I think it's great. Um, it's also addressed to the people of God. It's not just addressed to young people right. because his intention is that um, that everyone can be encouraged yeah. and find hope and uh, and also um, you know find spaces in their own uh, parishes and communities uh, for for young people. So um, so he you know I won't go, I'm not going to go and quote the document, no. but uh, but he does refer to to figures of young people in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Um, he talks about a young a young person heart being sacred ground um, and that becoming a saint means to become fully who you are and recognizing who and what we were made for. Right. Um, so yeah, so, so this is a very hopeful document and I, and I do hope that our listeners um, Absolutely. can get their hands on a I'm, copy. I'm sure they it. will and, uh, and we are going to be recording a program for a TV program, Taking the Pulse, that yes. we're going to be looking at what the document says mm-hmm. and 
what it what we should do about it. Right. And maybe you just give me an idea, Emily. Maybe we can take the audio of that taking the pulse because it'll be a full hour. Ah, yes. And, and we can maybe air it as a special Salt and Light Hour. Clips, yeah. Um, so definitely. maybe we can bring that to our listeners. But anyway, you can always find all our blogs and programs and everything on our website, saltandlighttv.org. Okay. Second piece of news: um, the Pope was in uh, Morocco yes. uh, last weekend. So he was there for two days. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it was his 41st apostolic trip. It wasn't the first time a pope went. Uh, before him, John Paul mm-hmm. II, had uh, he was there in 1985. Um, and so it was an important sp- Step in, in you know the relations mm-hmm. between the Holy See and um, and Morocco. Right. Uh, so he spent two days in the capital uh, Rabat, and uh, he met with uh, religious officials um, and and the king. So the king is the one who right. welcomed him in in Morocco. Uh, so you know the whole fo- the whole focus really was interreligious dialogue, um, but also to meet migrants. He mm-hmm. went to the Caritas Center uh, in Rabat and um, and he spoke about fraternity and um, because. Christians are a minority in Morocco, and so you know he spoke about the need to just to build community, to be um, concerned with your your you know your neighbor, your brother. Right. Um, I mean, not nothing new from Pope Francis, but no. but still, um, again, Good. just yes, Pope Francis in Morocco. Exactly, that's what it was all about. There you go, and he told him to be yeast. There yes, he did. He told him to be there yeast. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Okay, finally, I'm yes. uh, mentioning a new legislation. Pope Francis uh, wrote a motu proprio uh, for the Vatican City State uh, on the protection of minors. Yes. So he, it was, this was one of the action points that came out of the summit in February, the summit that was um, on uh, the abuse of minors and vulnerable uh, people. Yes. So basically, this motu proprio, motu proprio outlines new guidelines for the personnel and the Roman Curia um, as well. Uh, and so it also provides a definition of vulnerable persons, saying that um, that they are those who are in a state of infirmity, physical or mental deficiency, right. um, or deprived of personal liberty. Yes. So people who can't defend themselves. Right. Um, they're also considered equivalent in regards with regards to this um to this motu proprio, this law, equivalent to minors. Um, and so they kind of outline as well what are the rights of the victims um, as well as the mm-hmm. perpetrators, I guess you could say. Yes. And what are the different steps to be taken. It talks about the need for listening, providing medical, psychological, and social support uh, to victims and families, caring for them. Uh, and this is going to be enforced as of June 1st. Okay, very mm-hmm. good. So that's for the Vatican. Anyway, yeah. I was going to mention, so that text... And that, or linked to that, and links to all the texts from Morocco, and also links to the new exhortation. Will yes, will be. I'm going to put them on all these on our radio page, which is program. But it's also you can always find out everything on our website, mm-hmm. saltandlighttv.org. Thank you, Emily Callan, our Salt and Light Hour news producer. You can follow her at Emmy Callan. This is Timothy R. Smith, and you are listening to the Salt and Light Hour with Deacon Pedro. I am Deacon Pedro. The Salt and Light Hour is now available on your Google Play Store. You can subscribe and take the show with you wherever you go. And now it's time for Windows to the Soul with Sister Marie Paul Curley. Sister Marie Paul, welcome back to the program. Oh, it's great to be here. Feel it's like been a little while. I know. Last time we were saying Merry Christmas, and now we're almost saying Happy Easter. <laughs> I know. I know. I can't believe it. It's getting towards the end of Lent. It's amazing. Yes. Yes. 
So, but yes, I have. I didn't do a, a Lenten, you know, movie movie catch all this no. time. But I what I wanted to do was talk about a great little gem that um, is on Netflix right now, and it's a new film. Yes, um, and it fits into one of the favorite genres of of nuns. <laughs> um, because when I ask the sisters, "What is your favorite kind of movie?" Um, which I ask a lot because they'll come to me for recommendations for movies, and I'm like, well, what do you like? And they almost always say true life stories. Yeah, I can see that. It's become a genre that I think is increasingly well-crafted, and so this fits right into that genre. It's a Netflix film, so it's available online, and it's called The Boy Who Harnessed the Wind. Yes. And, uh, okay, my one gripe about the film is that the title kind of gives it away. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Apart from that... Um, it's a mu- It's a very moving tribute to a true life hero, a, a young boy, who really saves his village um, in a time of famine. Um, yeah. the, the film takes place in Malawi in uh, the beginning of the century, so around 2002. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, it, it's you know Malawi is a, a very poor, very rural country in terms of standards in the United States and Canada, and so I. I just was blown away by the directing, acting, and writing, actually, of Chiwetel Ejiofor, who, <laughs> if this is his first film that he's directed, he is the lead actor in 12 Years a Slave, yes. for those who may not recognize yes. his name. Um, but he pulls a very powerful uh, acting from every actor there. Like every, It's very well acted. Yes. It's well written. And there's a really, there's a rising storyline as... Uh, the young um, young William, who's really the hero of the story, uh, goes up against obstacle after obstacle as his family and then his town or village faces the faces the very real danger of starvation in the famine that was happening at that time due to flooding and drought. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just it's it's you know the storyline is rather simple. Um, as I said, the title is a bit of a giveaway. Um, some people might call it a little sentimental, but overall, there's just, you know, religion is a part of life. Uh, family is so strong. Community is so strong in this culture. Um, it felt very authentic to me in terms of Malawi, um, uh, the culture in Malawi. As much as I know of it, our community actually just, the Daughters of St. Paul just founded a new community there for okay. the first time in that country two years ago. Oh, wow. So it seems like all the, the social issues that are raised um, and, hmm. and the strong values that are present there seem to be very authentic. Um, hmm. what, did, what did you like about the film? Because you got a chance to I see it, I did get right? a chance to see it. I mean, it's almost impossible to turn on Netflix and not have this movie thrown at you. You know, it's like it's everywhere, the boy. So finally, I, I decided to watch it, and I actually loved it. To the point that I think it could be like an Academy Award nominated in some category, because it's it's at that at that level. Um, I was very impressed with the acting, with the performances. I love the fact that the community is portrayed. There are Christians and Muslims, and they interact. They live together. There's no religious issues there. I love that the first scene was a, a Catholic, very clearly a Catholic funeral, yeah. a Catholic priest. The the family, the the protagonist family, um, it, they're Catholic. Um, I love, as you said, I love how religion is kind of part of life. I love how they pray at meals. And I loved, maybe this is the more, the thing that I love the most is that that strong, super strong female character of the mother, 
Yeah. Yeah. But in a way that yeah. doesn't kind of demean the husband. But she's no. such a strong woman, and she, in a way, takes kind of like she takes the leadership when she needs to. And yes. Yeah, it's a real. You really get a sense of working together, and especially yes. as you know, each 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 family member has a powerful role to play in this drama, mm-hmm. um, which is a, a family drama, a personal drama for you know the young boy William, um, and then a family drama, and then it becomes a drama for the whole village. You see the you know the effects of famine on an entire village. Yeah, so, uh, and and by extension, a region. So, uh, yeah, so I would definitely recommend it. It's, a, it's yes, really appropriate for families. Me too. You know, children ages 9, 10, and up. Yeah. Um, it's rated PG uh, as a television rating, um, and it's just, it's an inspiring story and has a great focus, too, on the power of education and the importance of Right, education. yes, of course, yeah. And you know what, if I can just say, even though the title is a giveaway, because I, a lot of, all throughout the movie, I kept saying, okay, like, can we harness the wind now? Because <laughs> we know that it's going to happen at some point, and it seems to, like, take forever to happen, because this boy, as you said, goes through many, uh, you know, finds so many obstacles along the way, which is why I think people would have found it you said a little sentimental, but I think you can get away with that because it's a true story. Had it not been a true story, you would have been like, ah, somebody made that up and made it sentimental and manipulative, but it's not because he actually lived through this. And it's, I mean, I don't know how much the, I haven't read the book, so I don't Mm, know how mm -hmm. much the uh, director, uh, you know, writer simplified some of the struggles, but, you know, from just trying to sneak into the library, um, you of well you know William's efforts to do that to you know finding the parts to create you know what yeah, he from the to dump. create I mean yes. there's such little but such major obstacles they are. that yeah. it really works yes. it makes that it just you're like holding your breath a couple of times yeah you you're are going to be able to pull this off yeah and for me also just the it's very clear it's probably one of the first movies that I watched that really made me uh, consider the, the how lucky I am to live in where I live and that most people in the world, I mean, the poverty and the just how how vulnerable they are to the elements and to big companies and to government, that we don't have to deal with that in North America. So, and that's a very apparent in the film as well. Hmm. Yeah, and it's a yeah. great call to uh, to be aware yeah. of, the, of that fact and yes. also to thank God for the gifts we have, but also yes. to be very much solidarity yeah, absolutely and social justice lots of uh, themes in this movie it's a great movie i agree with you yeah. all right so yeah. it's the boy a boy or the boy who harnessed the wind netflix most people will have netflix just turn it on and watch it it's a good film thank you sister marie paul good good suggestion thank you deacon pedro and uh, blessed rest of lent to yes. you and all, every, all the listeners hopefully we'll get to talk to you just before easter for our easter show Sister Marie Paul is with the Congregation of the Daughters of St. Paul now in Malawi. And you can read her blog at windowstothesoul.wordpress.com. You can also follow her at Sister M. Paul. Hey, this is Teresa Peterson, and this is the Salt and Light Hour with Deacon Pedro. You can listen to this program again at saltandlighttv.org slash radio, or you can download the podcast off iTunes or Google Play. And now it's time for Church for Dummies with Billy Chan, who is confused. Yes, um, after confused after last week, yeah, last I week, knew you were going to say that. Before I thought I know no that, but I, now it's not. So can you just give us a you know little summary? A what, summary. What is grace? Grace. Okay, so what I said last week is is grace 
is the gift of God's very life. And I like that definition because it's, but any gift, anything that comes from God is grace. Yeah, so God yeah. is giving you himself. Okay. Now, if you look at the catechism, number <laughs> yeah, might as well go to the catechism. Number 1997, 1997 says that grace is a participation in the life of God. Ah, so God okay. gives us the ability to participate in his life. Grace is favor, the free and undeserved help that God gives us so we can respond to his call to become his children. So love from people is kind of grace. Yeah, but no, because it's from God. Oh, oh you oh no, I mean Yes, you could love. say that. You could say that. You could say that. Yeah. I mean you can say that. Anything that comes from God yeah. you could say is a grace. So miracle is come from grace too. Because if there's no grace, there's no miracle. Isn't that like a movie, Miracles of Grace? <laughs> a song, Miracle of Grace. Okay, that's fine, that's um, fine. Okay, yeah, yeah, no. so do you get it? So anything yes. that comes from, and what I was just going to say is that, you know, it's like I used to pray, come Holy Spirit. Is that any different than saying, Jesus, come into my heart? Or is that any different than saying, God, can no. you be with me today? Is it They any different than same. saying, God, send me your grace? They're all the same. It's the same. So, yes. so you're asking for God's grace. It's asking for God to... To, to be with you, to yeah. send send you help. You can sometimes you, we, people ask for like, can I have the grace that I will be a better, more understanding of Billy, right? Yes, it's yes. like a gift. Okay, so this week's question will okay. be <laughs> this week's question is it related will be, to grace. It's related to grace because we said there's a lot of vocabulary that we don't do not understand, and we use it day today in the church. Right? Okay, yes. There's another one called blessing. Blessings. Yeah, because we always bless people, like when you sneeze. When you <laughs> <laughs> bless you, bless you, and also you know the deacons, deacons and uh, the priests, they always bless people, right? Yes, absolutely. So, uh, what are the difference? So, okay, well, I'm going to say that the main difference is that the anybody can bless, and in fact, again, if you look at the catechism, it'll say that every baptized person is called to be a blessing and to bless. So that means that anybody that's baptized has the ability to bless and and you know lay people can preside even at blessings like you can there is a a, a, a house blessing yeah. that you Billy can do. You can oh. follow the book and read yes. If there's no I do not need any deacon yeah, or priest can no, need to do it. No, I just you, need holy you, water, right? I think you can you need holy <laughs> water I think for that. But there are blessings so you can bless you you there are blessings that a lay person can can do. Okay. Now if it's a more of an official blessing like an admit like you know like uh, uh, blessing uh, the altar in yes, a church a cross. Or, or blessing uh, you might be able to even bless a cross as a sacramental. I'll have to check. Maybe yes. some of our listeners can 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 correct me on that. Um, but I know that you know, or or blessing the chalice. Yeah, that's used for mass. That that a priest or a bishop has to do. But what are the difference? The difference is that the that that sums more of an administrative, if I can use that word, like an administrative <laughs> blessing or an institutional blessing, as opposed to a blessing that 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 we are all called to give. The blessing that a deacon or a priest or a bishop gives has the weight of the church. So I'm not just giving you. Pedro's blessing. So person, not I'm personal. giving you, it's not a personal blessing, it's the blessing of the church because I, as a minister of the church, I have the authority of the church. I see. Okay, so that would And be the, the difference. And the parishioners do no. not have. No, the parishioners do not have the, the authority of the church, but they can still bless. Parents are encouraged to bless their children. Um, um, so, so, yeah, I, I would say that that's really the, the basic difference. Okay, that's great. Does that help? Yes. Okay, yes, I'm sure fine. Yeah, I can see you're thinking you're going to come up with more more questions, but that that's enough for today. So grace, God's life, blessing, anybody can bless unless you want the blessing of the church. 
Um, and I love to say that the Pope's blessing and the deacon's blessing is exactly the same blessing. Really? There we go. We just end with that. Why and see do, we, what, all, <laughs> see why do what, we always go to? See, yeah, because people think that the Pope is, is better. I don't know. Maybe he is. Um, we'll, we'll see what people have to say about that. You can yeah. write uh, Billy uh, to his Twitter, at Chan. I suppose you can find me at Deacon Pedro GM and tell me what you think about those blessings. Uh, Billy Chan, our seasoned... Uh, He's a seasoned radio host, and he's the webmaster behind saltandlighttv.org. As I said, you can follow him at B. Joe Chan. Coming up in our second half hour, a parenting program for your parish and a featured chat with Michael James Meddy. So stay tuned. Hello, and welcome to the Salt and Light Hour Part 2. I'm Deacon Pedro. We've heard of sacramental prep programs and marriage prep programs. There are also really good RCIA programs that are easy to run and establish in your parish. Many parishes also have parenting groups, but what if there was an actual parenting program that you could establish in your parish? Wonder no more, because such a thing exists. Me and My House is a practical program for Catholic parents. It was created by Canadian Catholic evangelizer Patrick Sullivan and his Evango team. So to tell us more, I am now joined by Patrick Sullivan. Patrick, welcome to the Salt and Light Hour. Thank you, Deacon Pedro. Thank you. I, I, I do have to say on the air, after all these years, we finally <laughs> get Patrick Sullivan on the it's Salt and Light true. Hour. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm mean, just like, wow. So um, I, I kind of threw out the name. People probably missed it. The Evango team. I'm calling the Evango team. Evango. What is Evango? What, what, that's your, your thing. Your, your you're, you know what? You're right. It's Evango, we just came up with it. We're a small group of people one day many years ago. We said, we need to go evangelize this culture. How do we do that? Yeah. But we need a name. Every superhero team needs a name. Yeah. And uh, I'm not sure if it was me. I'm not sure who said it. But someone said, well, go evangelize. Evango. And it oh. stuck. We ran with it. And that's what we do as a team. Evango. We so everything you do. Here. Everything you do, you do under the umbrella of Evango. Whether that's it's right. your, your videos that you do online or the like this parenting program or other books that you publish or whatever, it's Evango. Exactly. exactly. Um, and that's for us, Deacon. That's for us to keep it always at the forefront. That, what yeah, we're about it's is true. to evangelize. It's true. So we have to keep remembering that. It's true. And it's go and evangelize. It's not just kind of evangelize. Don't don't go, but evangelize. <laughs> <laughs> don't get comfy and evangelize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go. <laughs> get up and evangelize. No, I love that. So so, so this parenting program, uh, I, I mean, maybe I, I was wrong at kind of setting it up as a, a like a, something you can establish in your parish, but, but tell us a little bit about the program. Why, first of all, why do we need a program like this, me and my house? Well, you're exactly right. You're, you're exactly right. Over the years, I've been speaking across North America for various things, usually something to do with theology or evangelization, but sooner or later in question period, or people would approach me privately and they'd say, you're a Catholic dad with a bunch of kids. Right now I have eight children. Uh-huh. And the question always comes up, well, how do, you, how do you deal with the discipline question? How do you deal with this practical problem? Right. How do you do it? And what I kept discovering over and over again were good parents who are looking to become better parents. Yes. And they wanted to do so in a structured way. They wanted to do so in a way that wasn't going to bore them to tears. Mm-hmm. They had very little time. So we had all these problems brought to us. And as we started to actually listen, because sometimes, you know, we can be knuckleheads here. Yeah. We started to ask around, is this really a need? And the bishop said, yes. Huh. And the priest said, yes. And people, you know, in parish life said, yes, we don't have anything like this. Mm-hmm. So then we started data collecting. Well, what does that mean? What would that program look like? 
And that was the real challenge. The real challenge became how do we make it practical and yet theologically sound and engaging for those who wanted to start at that level? Right. How do we get the dad involved who usually, in our culture, the dad is disengaged from mm-hmm. the parenting sphere? There are tons of mothers groups. Yep. Tons. I mean, if you search it on yeah, Google, you're right. wow. You're right. You're going to get lost. Type in dad's groups. Nothing. Well, no, nothing, right? So yeah. we had we had this practical problem as well. How do we do this in such a way that the dad is going to be willing to sit down, watch something, and engage with the spouse over what just happened? So we had all these challenges, and we took it to prayer. We took it to lots of discussion. Yeah. Lots of back and forth with the people who would be using it. And we're proud to say we think we've created something. This is what's coming in. We're getting a lot of reviews coming in now. Yeah. We've created something that does work in parish life. Well, that can be yeah. a parish program. It yeah. can be used by a mother's group or dad's yeah. group or anything else. So how does it work? Is it how many hours? How does what? What's the package? So we jam pack this thing. There's over five and a half hours of yeah. short videos. Mm-hmm. So we have four sections, four modules. The first is the theology of parenting, mm-hmm. and that's just big ideas. So the, let's say you have a group and your parish, and they say, well, you know what? We want to know why we should be joyful about this. We right. want to know, what, is there an order to parenting? What does that even mean? Mm-hmm. What does it mean to be the domestic church? Mm-hmm. We have that section in there if you really want to get the meat. Then we move into something we love, and we had a lot of fun filming this, the habits of parenting. Uh-huh. Yeah. So these are essentially short videos from five to ten minutes long. If you pick up this habit, it will help your family life. Mm. To the reverse, if you lose this bad habit, it will help your family right. life. Right, yeah. So that right away we wanted parents to leave one session and be able to make a change mm-hmm. a small one that had really big dividends for their family right so that's how it moves forward that's module one module two module three is quite simply the do's and don'ts of parenting yeah. we call it yeah that's practical stuff about disciplining let's mm-hmm. show you and we're very, very honest about it kyle and i and that's my wife mm-hmm. this is what we tried it didn't work but this did work right. maybe if you did this but you tweaked it, it would work for you mm-hmm very concrete, practical steps. Yeah. And then finally, we have the last module, which people are loving, which is parenting them in the faith. Mm. And that's practical suggestions. How do you take a, a season of the church and help your children to really live it? Right. Things like that. Yeah, good. We so, tackle the Christian imagination. Yeah. We go so much into it. And you'll see, Deacon, I'm so excited about this program. Usually once I'm asked, I just... Yeah, no, I know. I'm excited too, and I haven't even seen it. But I mean, I've seen some of the videos. So, so, so each module comes with videos. Is there like a study guide or a leader guide? Are there discussion questions? It's, it's organized. Exactly. Out. So, yeah, we have all the videos ready to go for you yeah. right now. We're just waiting on the publication of the participants' guide. A leader's guide is in tow. Okay. And there's going to be a print book along with it for the readers among us who just give me all the information straight up. Nice. So all these things are coming, and we're, we're actually setting in place right now. Uh, we don't want to just kind of hand it to people and say, good luck. We want to be there with them, helping them along the way, connecting them as a group. We have okay. a Facebook group, which we're going to be opening up soon okay. enough. Creating a Catholic parenting community where it's safe, where we're all struggling. We're good parents. We all want to be good parents. But we all want to be better parents so we can help each other with that. Okay, no, this is really good. And all that information is at the website of angonet slash house. That's right. Right. And and the Facebook group will be under the Me and My House name? That's right. Okay, so good. Me and My House uh, Catholic Parenting Group. Okay, super. Um, I don't want to let you go without asking you about some other things that Evango might be working on. It sounds like you're still kind of in the thick of the Me and My House, but I'm sure that you're all thinking about other things that are at the same time brewing. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Well, we have right now on the go, we're looking to launch a book on Mary okay. that's coming out for the month of Mary, which is May and Mother's mm-hmm. Day weekend. We're actually holding two events on either side of Toronto. So if you're in the GTA, everyone's welcome to come out. Okay. We're going to make that a special thing for mothers. So it's actually, you can bring your mother, get them a book. We're going to be giving away bouquets uh, or at least oh, one. Nice. I, I don't know the details. <laughs> we want mothers to actually enjoy this. And what better way to spend the day with your mother and our Heavenly Mother. So nice. So excited about that event coming up. Okay, so that's good. So send me the information and we'll also promote it uh, through our yeah, social media channels. Um, uh, very excited about the, the parenting program. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be your, like your biggest uh, evangelizer, your biggest promoter <laughs> here. Um, oh, that's awesome. Because I'm, I'm with you exactly, exactly. I, you know, it's like I feel that sometimes, like you said, like parent, parents have such good intentions um, but, but, and it's the most important job that I'm ever going to do is to be a parent, but how many of us actually study to be parents, you That's know, right. or even read a book about parenting That's right. and, and, uh, and then you add the faith component and it's just sort of, I was going to say it complicates it more. I guess it doesn't complicate it more also in a sense, but, uh, well, I guess it just plays more of a burden on us. Yeah. And sometimes it's not that we're not up to the challenge. It's just when we have so many needs in front of us. Yeah. You know, we have the work. We have everything we're trying to do. Sometimes at the end of the day, when we're tired, we just do the best we can. Yeah, exactly. So we want to give the parents something where do the best you can, but now it's going to be 10 times easier. Yes. And and the habits is, is you know, it's like you don't want to be reacting as a parent always because you never thought exactly. about these things. It's like, exactly. no, think about these things so that when it happens, you're not reacting. You know what to say or you know how to respond or you know whether you should just keep your mouth shut and just listen, um, which is <laughs> what we exactly. do. You know, and sometimes I feel is like like the worst thing we can do as Christians is be bad parents. Like if you're a, yeah. if you're a good Christian, then you should be a good parent. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, we study the one who is the God of love. He empowers us to love our spouses, to yes. love the church, and to love these little people. Yes. To love these little people that he's given us. So you're right. We should, in many ways, become better parents because we're motivated by that God of love. So. Absolutely. Okay, so all, th- that's it. Me and my house, uh, brought to you by the Evango team with Patrick Sullivan. Thank you, Patrick. Uh, so good to finally talk to you and uh, to learn more about this that you're doing and also about the, the Mary event and the Mary book that's coming out. Uh, oh, a real pleasure, Deacon. Thank you for having me. Yeah, God bless you and your, and your family. God bless you. Talk soon. Patrick Sullivan is a popular Catholic speaker running retreats, parish missions, and speaking at events all over. He has a very popular scripture study program. And now, Me and My House, which is a parenting program. You can learn all about his work and watch his videos at evango.net. And to find out how to get Me and My House, go straight to evango.net slash house. I'm going to put all those links on our site so you can find it easily at saltandlighttv.org slash radio. Here now is our featured artist of the week, Michael James Meddy with Consume My Heart from his album, Always What I Need. Consume my heart 
was Michael James Meddy with Consume My Heart from his album Always What I Need. You may remember last time we spoke to Michael James Meddy, he was just starting to tour with two of his daughters. If that doesn't ring a bell, you might remember the guy who had bought an Airstream and was touring across the country with his whole family, I don't know how many years ago. Well, they don't have the Airstream anymore, but they're still touring, and now Michael has four of his daughters playing with him. To tell us more, I'm now joined by Michael James Meddy and his daughter, Trinity. Welcome, you guys. Welcome to the Sultanite Hour. Hello, hello. Hello, Trinity. Good to, good to have you both on the show. Um, I saw you. I got a chance to meet, actually, the whole family when you guys were at World Youth Day in Panama. So, Trinity, tell me, how was Panama? That was your first World Youth Day. What was it like? Panama was really, really cool. My favorite part... Uh, was probably at the vigil, whenever yeah. the Pope at his mass. I love the homily so much. 
But it was so much fun to be there. And I remember the weirdest part being uh, the language because I speak zero Spanish. <laughs> um, it was very interesting. But I enjoyed Panama a lot. It was great. There, there was a lot of smiling and nodding for Trinity. <laughs> there, there, yes. Smiling and nodding comes very natural for Trinity. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're all saying good stuff. Good stuff in Spanish. Um, Michael, uh, how was, uh, I mean, you've been to World Youth Days before, but Never. Actually, no, I had. Oh, was this that your was first, first one as well? That was my first World Youth Day. Yeah, so we. we so you went with the whole there. family. Yeah, yeah, we rocked it with the whole family, and uh, we had. I had been out of the country before, um, yeah. and traveling for for music, uh, but it was a it was a radical experience for us because um, obviously you're in a different culture and a different language, but it was beautiful to see the universal nature of the church. And I'll just echo what what Trinity said that the vigil mass. I knew that many people had talked about that being the high point, yes. and it was. I normally, you know, I'm kind of a, a, a German Catholic stoic, yeah. you know, not, not a lot is very moving in the liturgy for me, but I was really moved to tears a couple oh, times at the Mass, beautiful. and uh, just echoing what Trinity said, yeah, the Pope talking about the youth not being uh, the future of the Church, but being the now of the Church, yeah. and, and he, he used a phrase, they translated it on the radio, and I remember they said, being a youth is not like being in the waiting room waiting yes. for something else. And I just love that image of, like, you're not in a waiting room. You're, this is reality. You know, go mm-hmm. out and, um, and live your life and live it for the glory of God. Yeah, yeah. God doesn't have a meantime. Uh, in the meantime, yes. Right, um, exactly. I think it's all manipulative. It's manipulative because they, they make you so tired and you're so exhausted and thirsty and hungry and you've been sleeping in, on the floor. And that's, so that's why everybody cries at the final mass because you're oh. just so exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so, so, so give me a little bit more. Uh, can you set it up for our listeners? Uh, maybe both of you can, 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 can uh, pipe in there. But so you were doing how many? performances that you did in Panama you traveled so Michael tell us the whole family went even though you're playing with the the four older girls right right so um, there's several logistic things so we have the four oldest girls are in the band and then we have three more kids that are younger yes and so they stayed home with grandma and grandpa yeah and we flew um, from Chicago from crazy cold it was like yes. you know three inches of snow into 90 degrees uh, in, in Panama beautiful and so <laughs> We got there and had to get an Uber and, and, you know, figure out the whole language thing, uh, getting to our performance and carrying a lot of our gear to the stage. Yes. And uh, the first performance was outdoors. Yeah. And um, it, it was quite an interesting experience, you know, to be playing music there. And then halfway through, uh, the Pope actually arrived. Yes. So they were showing the video behind us of the Pope and people coming up just, you know, to see the video and, and having a chance to, to interact with him. That was a, that was a special treat. Yes. And yes. then... Two days later, uh, we got a, a chance to play music in the Adoration Chapel. And Trinity, you want to tell them about the, the Adoration Chapel? Yes. Yeah, the Adoration Chapel was super cool. I loved the Adoration Chapel so much. Uh, right before that we were playing, uh, they had some other musicians playing, and they were amazing. They played with a lot of love. And uh, some interesting things about the chapel, besides just Jesus being fully present there, <laughs> there was... Uh, a relic of Mother Teresa that was there, wow. and they also had uh, the statue, and it was, if I remember correctly, Pope John Paul II. It was the Fatima statue, the statue of Our Lady of Fatima. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. He was nearly assassinated, and uh, whenever he recovered, he took the bullet from his wound, right. and he placed it in the crown of the Fatima statue, yes. and they had the actual statue right there in the chapel, Yes. and I remember uh, me and Cece and Charity, we all wanted to see it, and it was impossible to get like right in front of it we right, had to go all so the way around people. and like 
there's so many people. Yeah. From, like, behind hundreds of people packed in this. And it, the, we say chapel. It was really just a, a, a huge tent, tent yeah. outdoor tent. Yeah. Uh, but it was so beautiful to see so many people there, uh, you know, streaming in and then to be able to uh, yeah. just try to create an environment of prayer with our music there, you know, which was radically different than kind of the stage show. It yes. was more acoustic and um, that that was a really special thing. And then, yeah. so those performances were the first couple days. That's and then wonderful. we got to kind of get those out of the way and then just be pilgrims. And so we got to go to the, the vigil and, uh, and then the final yeah. mass. What a great, ex- and we thought we were going to, we thought we were going to have a couple extra days to do sightseeing, <laughs> but, uh, they had this polar vortex that was going through the Midwest. Uh-huh. So we were supposed to stay there two extra days, but we had our plane flight moved up so that we could uh, make sure that we made it back home. Yeah. But yeah, we left 90 degrees and we and came back, back to polar to, vortex. Like, yeah. It was, it was crazy cold. It was Wonderful. crazy cold getting the, <laughs> yeah. car out of, we, we actually all got kind of got sick after yeah, that. I think of the, course, the change in temperature really played course. havoc with our yeah. body. Trinity, what uh, what uh, do you instrument do you play? Uh, I play violin. Yeah. I play piano, and I also sing. Okay, yes, and so now, and you you were uh, you started touring with your dad a couple years ago because you're the oldest, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. so and Trinity now, is a, she's the second oldest. So Gabrielle is the okay. Oldest okay, plays, sorry. Plays guitar and cello, <laughs> and then Trinity. Okay. And then, yeah, okay, good. Yeah, I'm t- hard time trying to keep track of all your kids, Michael. Um, I know, I know. <laughs> Everywhere we go. So, so, uh, so Trinity is the second oldest, and so, and then you have Gabrielle, who's the eldest, and she plays guitar. And then you have who's the drummer? And then Charity is the drummer. Charity's the drummer. She is like an atomic joy bomb back there. She How old is she? She's like she eleven. Eleven years yeah. old. And then you have the youngest member who just joined, and, just for Panama, right? Right. Uh, she just joined this last fall. Her name is Cecilia. Cecilia. She plays the synthesizers. Yeah. So How she, fun is that? She has a stack of synthesizers that are taller than she is, but she, yeah. she brings it, man. She How brings fun. the party. So you guys, as a family now, MJM7 band, you guys are doing like 70 shows a year. Trinity, what's that like? I mean, you've got to like hang out with your dad and like do stuff with him. Uh-huh. Uh, it's, <laughs> let me think. It's really, really fun uh, to be performing 70 shows a year. And uh, a lot of it, I love playing our concerts uh, after learning it. It's so much fun to perform in front of a crowd. That's just, yeah. that's that's what really, really makes it enjoyable whenever you have that big crowd. And uh, I remember even if you have a small crowd or it's not energetic, I always have the one motivation and I look and I find one person in the crowd who looks like they're enjoying themselves. And really? I think if one person was changed by tonight, that's good enough for me. And, and one person, that's fine. And I'm assuming, I'm, I'm assuming you guys are homeschooled, correct? Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, how would you correct. do it? So what, Trinity, what would a, a typical day, when you guys are touring, what would a typical day look like for you and your sisters? Uh, each day is a little bit different, um, but say it's a normal weekend and we have a concert. Uh, typically, we wake up in the morning and we go to the first mass, sometimes 7.30, sometimes 8.30, and uh, we generally like to play uh, one of the communion songs, mm-hmm. like a meditation song, yeah. uh, Consume My Heart, which you guys just heard. Yes. And uh, then me and Gabriella sing harmonies while Dad plays piano. Uh, and after we play that for all the masses, after the masses, we play a concert, which is typically most of our concerts are in the evening around uh, 6.30 or 7. Uh, and we perform the concert. Mm-hmm. And uh, we tear down after that and head back home for a good night's rest. And when do you, uh, when do, you do all your schoolwork? So that's when the long drives come in handy. <laughs> <laughs> so 
we have our school arranged so that it's a four-day work week, so we okay. get three days off instead of just two. Um, and that's very, wow. very helpful. And we, then we, yeah, on those on those four or five-hour drives, that's that's when we get all our scores done. So we just wow. drove, we, uh, two weeks ago we were in Connecticut, performing yeah. in Connecticut, and then uh, we had a long drive across I-80 all the way out to California. <sighs> and uh, the superpower of, of states like Nebraska and yes. Wyoming yes. and Nevada is that you get a lot of schoolwork done when there's <laughs> yes. no cell phone service and there's nothing else to be streamed online. It's like, yep. all right, well, I guess we'll do another, I guess you're doing guess we'll do another math lesson, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they're actually getting pretty close to being done for the year. So oh, that's They'll probably super. be done when we're wow. done with this tour, yeah. What what I can think of how challenging that is, but also what a blessing. Um, Michael, um, I know that you uh, your last album was Arts and Humanity, and I know you're probably working on some new music, and I'm hoping that some of the music now will involve the whole band. Are you thinking of a new album as M right, M7? Exactly. So yep. This summer, this summer we're taking some time off. We have uh, another baby is, is going to be born uh, in the next month, and we're going to take some time off to record uh, this summer so that we'll be ready to go back on tour again this fall with uh, with new music. And and um, really, I'm I'm really looking forward to recording and collaborating collaborating with uh, my daughters, Trinity especially. Yeah. Uh, she has a knack for melody and songwriting. So we've already started working on some demos that we're really excited to share with our fans. Yeah. Okay. So we're, we we want to hear them first here on the Salt and Light Hour. So you make sure that as soon as you have some, All right. some demos I'll or anything you know. before the album <laughs> drops, you let me know and we'll have you guys back on the show. That sounds great. Okay. We're going to leave it there. So cool to talk to you both. Uh, and thank you for what you do and keep, keep whatever it is that you're doing. Keep doing it because it seems to be working. Thank okay. you so much. All right. God Bye-bye. be praised. You can learn more about Michael James Meddy and MJM7 Band at their website, mjm7.band. Here now is Michael James Meddy with Without You from his album, Arts and Human. It's warmer in the night I lose you in the light Fading I'm falling with the star that lit us listening to Michael James Meddy with Without You from his album Arts and Humanity and that will take us to the end of the program. Yes, and remember that if you tuned in late, you can stream or podcast all our Salt and Light Hour programs for free at saltandlighttv.org slash radio. That is also where you can learn all about our featured artists and guests. And remember as well that you can subscribe for the Salt and Light Hour podcast on iTunes um, and on Google Play. 
Make sure you log in and write us a nice review. If you want to reach us, I'm at Deacon Pedro GM and Billy is at at B. Joe Chan. And I'm at Emmy Callan. Thank you for being with us. I'm Deacon Pedro. I'm Emily Callan. And this has been The, the Salt, Salt of Light Hour. Hour.